We did it, you guys. We did it. We made it to another month. Today, by the way, is Friday, September 4th. Technically, it's summer until September 22nd, but if you're looking forward to the fall and September 1st means pumpkin spice and cardigan time, I get it. This has been a doozy of a year, so don't you let anyone make you feel basic for your sweet and simple joy. Hi and hello! you found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Last Sunday night, I looked down at the timer while I was recording Monday's episode, and my eyes about popped out of my head when I saw that it was at 38 minutes. To honor your time and to give our community a little bit of space to discuss the uncomfortable topic of friendships fading away, I made the call to split that episode into two. Go back and listen to the first half before we jump into the second half here today. I mentioned in Monday's episode that I was unable to write about broken relationships without a faith perspective. I'm a Christian. I have been since the age of 18, so half of my life, but I also know that not everyone in the Today By The Way community shares the same belief. This episode is still for you. This first half of the second part is almost a straight sermon, but I hope you know that I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself. I have to remind myself of truth. So without further ado, here's part two of When Friendships Are Hard. I'm about to share something that may seem impossible, but it's a two-parter that totally depends on the other part. I mentioned before that when I first moved here, I had a really hard time breaking into established friend groups. I think when we get to our 30s, we get more set in our ways. We go to the same two Starbucks, either our favorite drive through one or the one at Target. We order the same drink at Starbucks. We wear our favorite leggings. And if we have a group of friends we adore, we stick to that group of friends. Rightfully so. A good friend is hard to find, and we've all probably experienced that thing that that when our best friend makes a new good friend who is not you, you get a little tinge of jealousy. Plus, adding a new friend to a friend group may disrupt the whole vibe of the friend group. It takes a lot of trust to include someone new. But can I invite you to do it anyway? It is the pits being new to an area or a church or a workplace. When you meet someone new, ask them if they're new. If they say yes, introduce them to people, include them, invite them, get your eyes up for the lady that's shy or who looks like her kids are driving her nuts. Ask if you can hold babies for a harried mom. Give out your number and always be squirreling away information about all your friends. That way, when you meet Grace, who just moved here from Florida, you can connect her with Susan, who grew up in Florida. There's always the opportunity to widen your circle. And here's why it's important to have more than one dear friend. Burdens are meant to be carried in community. The Trinity was three. The disciples were 12. And within the disciples, Jesus had his close-knit crew of Peter, James, and John. But my favorite place where this is illustrated is in the book of Mark, which is my favorite gospel account. Mark chapter 2. There's this guy who's paralyzed, and Jesus comes to town, and his four buddies just know if they could get their friend to Jesus, he could be healed. It doesn't say how the guy feels about this. 
We just know that he's an adult, and because it was a work-based society, a paralyzed adult was considered the least of these. Yet he had four friends. We don't know if these were childhood friends or friends who loved him before he became paralyzed or if these were fairly new friends. All we know is that he had four friends who would do anything to get him to Christ. When Jesus came, the crowds were crazy, so they decided to take their friend up to the roof of the building where Jesus was and lower him down through the roof. It's an insane plan, but they do it anyway. And then Jesus healed the man of his sins and of his ailments. I love the story because it shows that together you can carry the burdens of others. This isn't about one guy putting the other guy on his back and carrying him alone. This isn't about two guys precariously trying to haul their friend out on his mat. This is about four guys each taking up a corner of their friend's mat. I think back to when my marriage was at its worst, and I am so grateful to the group of friends who got me through it. One of them just let me come over and play Scrabble. We didn't talk about it unless I wanted to talk about it. Another one prayed for me and cried with me. She was always available for those two things. And another just made herself around for the fun stuff, for movies or dinner, really anything I needed. I don't know if any one of them could have carried me in that broken time alone. If you have a heavy burden, if you are in a season when your friendship is a lot, make sure your friends can share the load. Don't just dump it all on one other woman. If you have a friendship that is hard to carry, ask if you can invite another in to help you. It's important to remember here, these guys had a destination. They carried their friend to healing. And I'll be honest here, I have one friendship in my life that is exhausting. She is in a broken spot right now, and I don't have the feeling that she has a lot of other friends. I feel like our hangout dates are me just passively listening as she tells me her very valid and very heavy complaints. I haven't done a good job at pointing her toward healing or doing what it takes to get her closer to healing. I haven't asked her if she's considered counseling, and I've not ever stopped mid-conversation to pray with her. Because I think it's so important to be a good listener, that's the pattern that our friendship has adopted. She talks, and I listen. That means I carry the burden of our friendship with no end in sight, with no destination. Is it any wonder that I feel tired every time we get together? I'm inspired that these four friends did what it took to get their friend the healing he needed. I did a little bit of research on roofs at this time, and they weren't just leaves on the top of a hut. No, these roofs were really strong, made of layers and layers of clay baked in the sun. Rooftops often housed containers of grain and oil and household items. These four friends broke through this roof and somehow, with a coordinated effort, lowered their friend down through the hole they made, down to Jesus. There are times in friendship when we want to be passive, especially when a friend is hurting. But man, what would it look like if together with others we said, let's do what it takes to get this friend of ours healed? I get a little bit fired up when I get to give a faith-based talk. But all of this is me just saying adult friendship is hard, but it gets easier in community. And in order to have community, we have to widen our circles and go first when it comes to inviting others in, being vulnerable, or picking up the corners of someone else's mat. I have a lot more to say, and there are a lot more questions, but let's mull over this a little bit more. Thank you for being so vulnerable with us and for submitting some hard, hard things. Can I just take a moment to tell you that you are worthy of friendship and love? That there's not anything you have to do or something you have to become in order to earn that. 
I know that motherhood isolates us. I know that the pandemic has isolated us further. I know that for some of you, my voice may be the only adult voice that isn't your partner's that you hear today. My friend Carrie posted this on her Facebook wall and I wanted to share. She writes that the relapse and overdose rates have increased by 30% since March 2020. Mental health issues related to our lockdown and the pandemic are especially hard for people with depression. The National Alliance on Mental Health has a hotline at 1-800-950-6264, which takes calls Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's no shame in telling another woman that you want to be her friend. There's nothing embarrassing about telling someone else that you're lonely. And if you catch yourself reaching for substances or wanting to check out permanently because no one is carrying your mat, call that helpline or reach out to me personally anytime. Motherhood can feel lonely, but I assure you, you are not alone. Let's be friends. I'm going to pause right here for a quick break for today's sponsor spotlight. As I mentioned, I'm in a group text thread with four other women, and they just so happen to be other Noonday ambassadors. And our sweet friendship has been the surprise of the year for me. When I joined Noonday as an ambassador, I expected that I would be fired up to support the artists and business partners we work with. As a longtime customer, I expected that I would be wowed by our beautiful jewelry every season. And by doing trunk shows, I expected that I would love connecting with new people to share the Noonday story. I did not expect that the sisterhood of ambassadors would give me so much hope for the world. What a gift it is to connect with women who care about others so much that they do something about it. And I'll be totally honest here. It has been a gift having the opportunity to share something good like Noonday Collection with my network during a time where we're all sharing things that are so divisive and heavy. This year, Noonday has given me the ability to connect with women all over the world, and it's given me the opportunity to be more generous. I've been able to give to be the bridge, fostering hope, and to contribute to help fund adoptions. If you would like to partner with me to host an online trunk show between now and the holidays, please let me know. And if you'd like to ask me any questions about stepping up to be a Noonday ambassador to help artisans and vulnerable communities sell their jewelry and accessories here, please drop me a line. There's more info at indiananoonday.com. And now, back to the show. Our community challenge last week was to touch base with someone you haven't been in contact with for a while. And while most of the experiences with this were good, a few weren't great. Some of us were ignored, and some of us were reminded why that friendship had started to fade in the first place. That's hard. But you now put the ball in someone else's court, and you can rest easy knowing that you didn't ghost, that you didn't stop trying, that you showed care even when someone else did not. This week's community challenge goes along with this, and it's going to sound a little mean, but it's important to do to protect your own emotional well-being as we hurdle headfirst into an election season. This week, I think we should all do a social media friend audit, kind of like the closet audit you did a couple weeks ago. You see, your feed feeds you. What do you want it to feed you? I want mine to feed me laughter, camaraderie, and good deals on the things that I love. I follow people that make me smile or make me think or brands that I love shopping from. I do not want my feed to feed me bitterness or the bad kind of heartache. If I wouldn't like you in real life, I certainly shouldn't have you on my feed. So 
Maybe we can try to sort people into three categories. Keep, mute, and delete. I say keep absolutely anyone that you would tell that you were gravely ill or anyone that you would invite to a milestone birthday of yours. This is pretty generous, but I also think you should keep people that you've personally DM'd or exchanged text messages with or emails with and keep anyone that you're learning from, even if you sometimes disagree with them. The mute button is maybe my favorite feature. I mute with abandon. You can mute your aunt that you love, but who spreads false information and conspiracy theories. I mostly mute people like that so that I don't go off on them like at midnight when I'm feeling tired and my guard is down. Uh, You can mute your mom if her politics drive you crazy. And you can mute people in your feed and also in your stories. Mute anyone who makes your heart hurt or your blood boil, but that you pray for a stored relationship with one day. But I would ask, if you truly do not wish to have a stored relationship with someone and you wouldn't ever pray for them, why would you follow them? Go ahead and delete that person. I recently deleted people from high school that never gave me the time of day in high school and whom we have not picked up the thread of shared history together ever by way of direct messages or even commenting on each other's photos. There's this really well-known guy from my high school who is a star athlete and a year older than me who keeps requesting me as a friend on Facebook. And we literally did not have one conversation or one class together when we were in high school over 20 years ago together. We have a lot of mutual friends, so I suspect that Facebook keeps telling him, oh, maybe you know this person, but I'm not friends with his wife or his siblings, so why in the world should we connect on Facebook? I also recently decided to delete the husbands of my friends if he and I aren't also friends. I'm Facebook and Instagram friends with a fair amount of women in my neighborhood, but if your husband and I haven't ever had a conversation without your wife and my husband present, I don't see a reason to be connected with you. I'm friends with your wife, not you. I've only had pushback from one person on this because our husbands are in real life friends and Chris very wisely does not have Facebook at all. But I was like, if your husband needs to reach Chris, he can just text Chris instead of reaching out to me through Facebook for him, right? Anyway, I think there are a lot of things in this world that you cannot control, but you do actually have a say in who you're connected to on social media. So let's take some time together to declutter our digital space. Who knows, maybe we'll feel cleaner and a little bit lighter after some tidying. Let us know how that goes on our Facebook group called My Internet Besties. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Okay, friend, that is it for today. And I just want you guys to know that I don't use the term friend lightly. I think if I feel like a friend to you, it's because we're friends. I share my stories and my heart, my authentic self the best way that I can. And I feel like you give me the same privilege when you participate in our community. There's just a few links in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And as always, the conversation continues on Facebook. Thank you so much for making this a part of your day. If you have any big dreams for our podcast, please reach out. Our second season begins November 30th, which will be here before you know it. Enjoy this long weekend. I hope that no matter where you are in the world, that you know that you are loved. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on. This week's community challenge goes along with this. And it's going to sound a little mean, but I think it's important to do this to protect your own emotional well-being as we hurdle face first. Is it head first or face first? I think it's... 
head first. Okay, start over. 